Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. and happy new year i am finally back i first off did not plan on taking such a long break from putting out pods but i have been sick and i'm still kind of sick for like a month i have just been not i mean i've been traveling a lot and everything but i just i don't know what's going on i don't like going to the doctor usually to let things just pass through but uh, I finally had to go to the doctor, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, this is just severe allergies, but I just feel like, I, I don't know, but then I get the fever, so I go back, and they're like, well, yeah, that's weird, why'd you have that, and so, anyways, whatever, I am drinking a mediocre at best cup of coffee here in Glendale, Arizona, performing at Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Uh, Two more shows tonight, two more shows tomorrow night, Friday, Saturday, January 10th and 11th. Um, Anyways, I hope you guys had a great holiday. Hope you had a great New Year. New Year's Eve, it's so funny. My wife, anyone new, anyone listening new, uh, she's like, what are we doing for New Year's this year? I'm just like, nothing. <coughs> Excuse me, we're doing nothing until our kids are older. What are you talking about? What are we doing for New Year's this year? You know what I did? You want to know how fun my New Year's was? So I was sick on everything, and uh, kids go to bed. My wife and I plan on, like, we're going to pop champagne. We have this bottle of, uh, yeah, is it Cristal? I think we have a bottle of Cristal or something someone gave us. And we're like, yeah, let's pop that, you know, whatever. I we're, we're sitting there just relaxing, watching TV. I could not even make it to midnight. I start falling asleep, and my wife catches me. She's like, are you falling asleep? <laughs> and I was like, no, I just can't. 
You can't stay awake. So I set an alarm on my phone. Listen to how much of a raging party this was. Set an alarm on my phone for 11.58 p.m. So I'll be able to wake up and say Happy New Year. My alarm goes off. I wake up. It's midnight. You know, obviously two minutes later. And my wife was exhausted too. She just like walks up to me as I'm laying in my chair. She's like, Happy New Year, babe. I love you. Kisses me. Goes to bed. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to bed too. So not the craziest New Year's ever. But as long as I'm with my family, it's all that matters. I got a... Some fun stuff. My book. People have been really buying my children's book at shows. I'm gonna this year. I'm gonna actually put together some little mini commercials for online, maybe, and start really promoting it. If you guys are parents or you know parents, please help spread the word. My social media is at Jeff Keith. So I really only use Instagram. I tweet, I guess, sometimes. Not really Facebook, whatever. It's at Jeff Keith. All that stuff. Or I think Facebook like Jeff Keith official fan page too i got a couple anyway it's not hard to find me give it the googs but uh i'm gonna try and get some stuff out so i got a couple articles i want to go through i am i don't think i'll ever grow out of being bewildered why people lie about dumb stuff i get why people lie about certain things you know like i'm not talking about little white lies or anything like that i'm talking people that lie about something I've tried to do a bit about this years ago, and I just couldn't figure it out to make it funny on stage. But don't lie about things I can Google as you're saying them. You know what I mean? If you want to lie and say, oh, man, hey, good to see you. Oh, dude, last night I was at this bar, and uh, these guys attacked me, three guys, and I fought them off. It was crazy. Like One guy came, and he swung, and I, I just ducked it, punched him right in the throat, grabbed him by the head, flipped him over just like in a... Steven Seagal movie or something, you know what I mean? Then then his two friends were like, oh, now you're going to die. And then one guy pulled out a knife, whatever. Like, whatever. like, make up a story that I can't verify, you know, no one got arrested, it wasn't on the news, fine. Okay, make that up, I don't care. There was a guy once I remember uh, said, uh, went to, we were in high school, me and my friend showed up to a party, and we saw one of his friends, and he's like, the guy goes, where have you guys been? I've just, he's like, I already made out with four chicks. <laughs> Excuse me. So, anyways, do we believe them? No. Can we prove it? No. <laughs> who cares though, right? But I'm talking about people who lie about stuff. I've had multiple people lie to me about knowing people that they don't know, that I know, that I just immediately go, oh, hey, like I met, we have a mutual friend, so-and-so. And And they go, I don't know who that is. And I go, what? And I start describing what they look like and where they're from and how they say they know them. And they're like, no clue who you're talking about. Why would you lie about something like that? You know I'm going to go ask the person, you know, like I just said like, oh, yeah, my good friend so-and-so. And then someone goes, that's my friend too. Like I know that, blah, blah, blah. So, but multiple people lie about stuff like that. The thing that's really been just annoying for a while now is there's this guy who I knew when I was younger. He was younger than me, and I loved this guy. I knew him as a you know a kid, and I loved him. Uh, you know, thought he was a great guy, a great kid, and everything, and whatever. For some reason, and I don't know this guy very well anymore. Uh, he'll every every couple years I'll see this guy. I'll bump into him. Like he'll come to a show of mine or something, a show of mine, a, sh- a show of mine, and uh, he'll just randomly tell me he played basketball at a school that I know he didn't play at because I, you know, 
<coughs> one, <coughs> I used to play basketball with him during the time he said he was playing there. And if he was playing there, he would have been way better. But then also, when he told me that, I was like, oh, cool, you know? And I told my parents, I'm like, hey, guess what? So-and-so's playing at blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I looked it up, and he wasn't on the roster. And then when I saw him again, like, a while later, I'm like, yeah, I was all excited, proud of you. I told my parents, you know, that you're playing there. And I go, you weren't on the roster. We looked it up. I tried to show him. And then he's like, oh, yeah, it's because I redshirted. So if you guys don't know anything about college athletics, if you redshirt, but you're on the team, you're still in the photo. You're still on the team. You're on the roster. You're listed on the roster. My best friend redshirted his first year at San Diego State. He was on the roster. He was on the team. He wasn't like not a part of the team. So I was like, oh, okay. And then the next year, the guy tells me, oh, he's still playing there. So now you can't redshirt two years in a row. He's not on the roster again. The next year, he's on the roster again. Like I looked up, I went back and looked up every year this guy possibly could have attended college. And uh, anyways, he's, he just keeps lying about it. But the thing is like, I don't ask him when I see him. I just go, oh, whatever. The guy's lying about something weird. I don't know why he does it. It's kind of strange. But when I see him, and I just go, oh, how have you been? That's the first thing he tells me. He tells me again. He's like, oh, man, good. I used to, you know, I went to college at so-and-so, played basketball there. And it's like, no, you didn't. Why are you lying about this, dude? Like, it's on the internet, okay? It's on the worldwide webby webs. You can't just lie about something. Like, I could legitimately, as he's saying, go, oh, cool, Google it on my phone, on my smartphone, and then just put my phone in his face and go, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And why are you doing this? <laughs> I just don't get it. It has no effect on my life at all. But it's like, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? I'm a comic. Dude. I got a lot of time during the day to think about stuff. I'm going to think about that. You know what I mean? This coffee is really not good. Uh, when I first started drinking coffee, I had no idea what bad coffee was. And now I'm like, yep. This coffee stinks, but I still kind of—I still gonna drink it, you know. Cheers to the new year. All right. So, uh, anyway, so that guy inspired me to look up an article from Psychology Today: Six Reasons People Lie When They Don't Need To. This is what I'm, this is what I'm into. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, if you get caught doing something, you want to get out of it. You know, so you're like, uh. Oh, you tell a lie, try and get yourself out of a sticky situation. We get why you're lying, at least. I don't, I don't get why this guy's lying. I have my theories, but whatever. Okay, so here we go. This is, uh, who is this posted by? I don't know. It doesn't even say. David J. Lee? Yeah. Author of Women Who Stray. Anyway, so, <laughs> well, that's interesting. I want to read it. David J. Lee, Ph.D., Pathological lying isn't a clinical diagnosis, though it can sometimes be a symptom of other issues, such as personal personality disorder or a manic episode. But some people get so accustomed to lying that they do so even when there is no clear purpose, and when their lies are easily disproven, leaving everyone scratching their heads over the point of their deceptions. Over the years, I've worked with a number of these people, so-called pathological or compulsive liars, and gained some insight into the way they think. Believe it or not, their lying makes some sense when you look at it through their eyes. Thank you. Let's see what this is. Number one, the lie does matter to them. The number one reason people lie when it just doesn't matter is because they actually do think it matters. While everyone around them thinks it's inconsequential issue, the liar believes it is critically important. They may be putting undeserved emphasis or pressure on themselves or on the issue, but you won't know unless you ask something like, it seems like this issue is really important to you. Why? Okay, that's what I want to do next time I see him. I really just want to like take him aside so he's not in front of like his girlfriend or friends or whatever, and just be like, "Hey, man, like, 
why why are you telling me this? Like I don't get it. Like I always really liked you. Why are you lying to me about something stupid? That's what I that's what I really want to do next time I see him. And I probably will because I just don't mind uncomfortable situations as long as I'm initiated, I guess. <laughs> Number 2. Telling the truth feels like giving up control. Often People tell lies because they are trying to control a situation and exert influence toward getting the decisions or reactions they want. The truth can be inconvenient because it might not conform to their narrative. That sounds a lot like somebody else I know that was lying. Big, big gaslighter. Number three, they don't want to disappoint you. It may not feel like it to you, but people who tell lie after lie are often worried about losing the respect of those around them. They want you to like them, be impressed, and value them. And they're worried that the truth might lead you to reject or shame them. This is what I kind of think about this guy. My theory is, is because he keeps lying about playing at a college that was, uh, like I played college basketball at a division, an NCAA Division three school. And I was like the last guy off the bench. I didn't play that much. I didn't even get in every game. And, uh, and then I, you know, I played like one year and then I stopped cause I'm like, I'm never, this is not leading anywhere. And I've kind of like lost my love for playing and all that stuff. So the school that he says he's played at is a division two college. And if you know anything about college basketball, division two, especially for guards, I would say is a big, yeah, just division two in general. It's a big leap, uh, from division three to division two. Like there's no way I could have ever made a division two roster. I don't know, maybe like the crappiest one in the country, but I still think probably not because Division Two is just way better than Division Three. Uh, not saying like the best Division Three players couldn't play in Division Two, but I was not gonna be one of the best Division Three players, right? So, and he always tells me, he always prefaces by telling me I play D two at blah blah blah, which is just a weird way to say it. I don't know. I played basketball my whole life. I don't know anyone who talks like that. You know what I mean? Like my best friend played. You know, at uh, Division One school, he doesn't say, I played D1 at blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, it's, it comes off like a very insecure thing. So I think he's trying to, like, in his own way, saying, like, I was better than you or something. Which it's like, dude, <laughs> fucking great if you were. But, like, I don't think he ever was. But the point is, is, like, what's it matter, dude? We both weren't, like, amazing at basketball. I play, I barely played a Division Three school. You're lying about playing a Division Two school. And we both have jobs now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a comedian, bro. Like, I'm not... It's not like, oh, man, I almost made the NBA. Almost played in Europe. Like, no, I wasn't even close. And, like, neither were you. So who cares, right? So, uh... That's kind of my theory. That he wants to impress me or something. But I'm not impressed because I know it's not true. You know? So it's weird. Also, he would tell me some of this stuff. He would tell me this as we were playing basketball sometimes. So it's like, I... If this guy played Division Two, he would eat me alive playing basketball. Like I would not be able to hang with him at all. Um, so whatever. I think that's part of the thing. Four lies snowball. I remember a cartoon my kids watched years ago about how lies grow. We tell a little bitty lie, then to cover that lie, we have to tell another one, then another and another. Each gets bigger and bigger. Finally, we're arguing about the color of the sky because to admit anything creates the potential of the entire house of cards tumbling. If a chronic liar admits to any single lie, they feel like they're admitting to being a liar, and then you'll have to have a reason to trust them. Yeah, I mean, that's not this guy. That's, other again, other people are popping into my head with that one. Um, and also, he does the same exact lie. Like, he's not adding to it. It's not getting more in detail. It's just, <laughs> here's my stupid bullshit. Number five, it's not a lie to them. When we are under pressure... Our thinking about the big picture can be challenged. Our memory of things is actually quite unreliable. All right, this one does not apply to this guy because this is a this is like a tangible thing. Like you were on the team, you were not on the team, you were not kind of on the team, right? Um, and also just to show you how crazy I am, I actually contacted the coach. 
<laughs> and he was like, never heard of that guy. So he wasn't even like a team manager or something. This guy's genuinely making up complete bullshit and uh, for some reason volunteering it to my face for no reason when I don't even ask every time I see him. So that's weird. Because I thought maybe he was like, maybe he's like the team manager and like every now and then they let him like, you know, jump in a drill if somebody was hurt. But no, he wasn't even that. Multiple studies demonstrate that our enemy, or that our enemies, our memories are influenced by many things. They, that they change over time, that they are essentially reconstructed each time we think about them. Often repetitive liars feel so much pressure in the moment that their memory becomes simply unreliable. When they say something, it's often because they genuinely believe at that moment that is the truth. Their memory has been overwhelmed by stress, current events, and their desire to find a way to make the situation work. Sometimes this can be, this, sometimes this can become so severe that the person almost seems to have created a complete alternate world in their head, one that conforms to their moment-by-moment -moment beliefs and needs. Okay, I get that. I know I've read psychology books about how our memories are and how we just fill in blanks and then we think it's true and that's how it happened. Number six. They want it to be true. Well, this is definitely the case for this guy. Finally, the liar might want their lie to be true so badly that their desire and needs, again, overwhelm their instinct to tell the truth. Quote, be the change you want to see in the world, Gandhi never actually said, but sometimes liars hope that they can make something come true by saying it over and over and by believing it as hard as they can. In today's environment of alternative facts, it's hard not to see this as somewhat justified. I get that, but... This is, again, is something you could just Google and be like, yeah, this never happened, you know? That's like, I mean, to me, it's like lying about, I know this is a more <coughs> important lie, a more serious lie, but if someone said, yeah, man, I was on a flight yesterday and there were hijackers and I took them all down. But then you're like, that wasn't on the news, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, if that happened, you're awesome, but it didn't because, like, no, what are you talking about? There's no report of any plane with hijackers on it yesterday or last week, or you know what I mean? If you have the day wrong, oh, what day did I take down those hijackers? So, here we go. People, by and large, are honest by default. Most people tell the truth most of the time. Our very capacity for language is built on an assumption of honesty. We agree that the words we use mean the same thing consistently, and we don't use words deceptively because this would render language and the very communication of ideas impossible, except for lawyers and politicians. Some people lie more than others, but even frequent liars are actually honest most of the time. But it stands out dramatically when their deceptions are so blatant, easily disproven, and seemingly unimportant. That Thank you. As frustrating as it is when people tell whoppers, we can begin to understand the motivations behind them, asking the person, why is this situation so important to you? Or why do you need me to see this the same way you do? can be a useful, non-threatening way to get at the foundations of stress and desperation that often underlie deceptions. Don't ask, why are you lying? Okay. We need to remember that the person is often motivated by not being seen as a liar, and this question paints them into a corner. Of course, understanding a big fibber's motivations and having empathy in such, situa such situations is valuable, but to function effectively in the real world, we also need to learn to be more honest. Communicating empathy for a person's de desperation can be a valuable tool to give them permission to tell the truth. And then, recognizing and reinforcing when a person does tell the truth is a powerful way to get more truth-telling. It shows people that the truth is not scary and that the world won't end when the truth comes out. Yeah, well, I don't know how to, even in a nice way, I'm still saying to this guy, why are you lying? If I'm like, why, are you, why is it so important to you? Because the end of that sentence is that you're making up bullshit, <laughs> that you're lying to me. Why are you lying to me? All right, let's go to another article. These articles, I always like have all these articles ready to go, and then I forget how long it takes to get through some of them. So let's see. This one looks good. 
Um, okay. Th these things used to be considered trashy, but are now classy. I like this. This will be interesting. This is always nice how the world changes, you know? So let's see. Things that used to be considered trashy, but are now considered classy by Sierra Seipert. That's a cool name. C Sierra with a... Yeah, C-I-E-R-A. Cool way to spell it. Trends are constantly changing, and it's so hard to keep up with what's in and what's out. Every month things can change, and what used to be lame can suddenly be the new cool thing that everyone is obsessed with. How can one possibly be current with everything that's going on with so much change? When you look at trends that are now considered classy, it's good to know that before they reached their fame and popularity, they were probably at one point kind of trashy. From food to fashion to music, everything at one point was cheap and kind of crummy. Although there are some timeless classy items, many trends had a rags to riches stories, and now it is time to celebrate the pieces of trash that have made a serious glow up. It's all about history, and we are here to get to the root of these trends and get excited about their new classy lifestyle. It's difficult to stay relevant recently. Let's get to the things. It's difficult to stay relevant recently with trends so frequently changing. Every week there's a new meme, a new fashion trend, a new makeup look. It's overwhelming. For hipsters, it's even more difficult. How are they supposed to stay ahead of the trends when they change so quickly? They have to be different, but it's so hard. It's time to be frank. We just have to look at the facts and jump on all the trends one at a time. We thought we're one's trashy. What is going on? It's okay to come clean, just be honest with ourselves. What are the things? Where else have to go besides Reddit to ask people what they think? They have the best ideas. Are, are these... Have I, have I been skipping them? No, these are ads, right? I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, is this, was I supposed to say these things? These are ads. I was like, Air Jordan Retros, those have always been cool. Uh, okay, handmade goodies. There, this is the first one, I guess. Homemade, local, homegrown, handmade. Used to be a sign that you were poor. That's true, and now it's kind of like cool. Homegrown is so in. Growing your own food, making your own clothes, and shopping locally is now an incredibly popular way of living. It's not just a trend, but a way of living that positively benefits you and planet Earth. No longer a sign of poverty, but a sign of just being woke. I'm woke. Make my own food. Certain types of music. Jazz. You're one classy human if you love jazz. When jazz first started, it was associated with drinking drugs and living a scandalous life. Now jazz is seen as some of the classiest music out there. If you listen to jazz music, consider yourself better than everyone else. That's pretty funny. That is, you know, I, I realized that one, actually. The liquor you drink. Let me take a sip of the coffee. The liquor you drink. In the 1950s in Australia, beer was considered a respectable drink for the moderate gent, while wine was for alcoholics. A few waves of Italian and Greek migration really changed things, and now wine is a higher-class drink. All right. Well, unless you're drinking out of a box, right? Being a wine connoisseur is about as classy as you can get. If you know your wines, you really boost your social status. It's definitely not trash to know good wine. Don't even get me started if you have a wine cellar. You basically define class. Fish food. Caviar used to be given away as a bar snack in the 19th century. Now can cost hundreds of dollars per ounce. See, I mean, I'm not a big caviar person. I think I've tried it once, and I'm like, nope, no way. <coughs> Why is this so expensive? Who doesn't love caviar? I think me. Didn't I just say that? Nothing says you're rich like eating a plate full of fish eggs, but I guess at one point it was bar food. All we have, now all we have is peanuts. I miss the good old days. I love that, you know, that peanut, that snack thing at the bar. I love that. 
the snack mix. It's so salty, just makes you want to drink more. It's so gross. Everyone just sticking their dirty hands in there. Remember that movie Along Came Polly? Ben Stiller was a like a risk assessment guy, right? And he was saying, I think there was that the movie where he said there was like, oh man, you know how many germs are in there or something? It's like, yeah, well, you're at the bar. I love dive bars for some reason. I think it's because of touring for so long, just being in like random towns, just going to a, a dive bar or just a random bar. Not all dives, I guess, but you know, they're just fun. All right. That rustic look. So far, I just got to say this article is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. That rustic look. A rustic design on things. Having entire things made of wood probably made people look poor back then. All wood everything. If you've got a wood kitchen, they have a very cool wooden bed frame. Looks like it's made out of like Lincoln logs or something. If you've got a wood kitchen, you've made it. That's about as classy as you can get. Just in the trunk. Big butts. White girls were terrified of having them in the 2000s. Now it's a goal. Oh my god, I just saw somebody I know posting uh like pictures of you know her and her boyfriend and she's like from the side like her butt's getting bigger and she's like saying how he noticed you know when when he notices like that basically your butt's getting bigger that is like a thing man there are a lot of people who i personally know who are just constantly posting videos of them working out their glutes to get the bigger butt i gotta say man i mean i've always been a butt guy so I'm glad it's in. I was always surprised when it wasn't in, you know? Um, but it kind of sucks. Some people just have different, you know, you have different genetics. Some people just, it's, you know, you're never going to have a big butt. I'm never going to have a big butt. I have a flat, I wish I had a bigger butt. I have a flat little fucking tiny little butt cheeks. I do these one-legged squats now because I have such skinny legs. <clears throat> and those are pretty good for, you know, making your legs I guess bigger but my legs are just never going to be big and uh it's funny when I do this one bit on stage and I act this thing out I put my hand on my butt and, and I like do this thing with my legs <laughs> I sound like such a shitty comedian I do this thing where I'm like what <laughs> and uh what so I touch my butt and it's like it's funny because when I do my one-legged squats I notice ooh, like in my head as I'm doing the bit I'm like firm little butt cheeks I mean they're definitely little <laughs> they're still little at least they're firm you know nice tight little little uh 12 year old girl butt is what i have the bigger the better ha huh. insert peach emoji that's so funny the thing i was just talking about that i just saw this morning the girl had a peach emoji it's all about hashtag booty goals and no one is ashamed of it long beards oh, i can't even grow these long grizzly beards on guys used, used to be an indication of a man having a more blue collar job where dress code grooming was not a priority now I regularly go to meetings for my white-collar academic job and see men wearing freshly clean $2,000 suits with beards going down the length of their necks. I don't know why I can't grow that. Like, I honestly don't think I can grow a real beard that goes down. Like, how long does that take? How long am I supposed to wait to shave? Because I really don't think it's possible for me. Maybe it just it takes, does it take like six months or something? I'm going to Google that. Beards are so in. The longer the beard, the more of a man you are. Oh, that's, 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 I'm glad I said all, everything I just said before reading that. So I'm just <laughs> the least, the less of a man. I'm not a man. Facial hair is a beautiful thing. I just said this whole thing about how I can't grow beards. And then the next sentence I read was, the longer the beard, the more of a man you are. Great. Your chucks. Converse shoes used to cost two bucks in the 60s and 70s. These days they cost about 60. Well, that's just inflation. 
Converses are a staple fashion item. Girls in a pair of Converse are an entire mood. If you don't own a pair, you're very behind. I should get my wife a pair. She'll be, I guarantee she'll come after me for that being like a white girl thing or something. PBR, from white trash to hipsters. This one I have personal problem with, the Paps Blue Ribbon thing. Because I'll just finish reading it and then I'll tell my story. Uh, oh yeah, if this isn't the definition of classy, then I don't know what is. Nothing like a fresh PBR to declare your mature taste palette. So I have been touring, they show a picture of a Louis Vuitton purse with PBR stuffed in it. That's pretty funny. I have been uh, touring for a long time. I've been all over the United States. I've been to small towns and everything. And PBR in a lot of places is just kind of like, that's like the the bar's beer, you know? Like most beers in, most most beers, most bars in Southern California, for example, you know, the, the crappy beer or whatever, like the cheapest beer is usually just like Miller Lite, Bud Light, you know, Coors Light, stuff like that. Like the, the, those three light beers. And certain places I would go and it's like PBR was the cheap thing, you know? And like that was just kind of, if you're just coming to drink whatever crap, you're going to drink PBR. And, you know, Miller Lite and all that stuff. Maybe it's because of the region and shipping or I don't know, like getting it there. I have no idea. But, um, yeah, but then I'd be touring and I'd come back to L.A. And, like, this happened as I was touring. Then I'd come back to L.A. and people were just like, yeah, Paps, man, PBR, PBRs, PBR. And the thing is, like, I used to drink PBR sometimes. It's not, like, very good beer. But then everybody pretended they thought it was great. So I did not enjoy that. All right, I don't know how long this article is. Nothing, uh, okay, being covered in ink. Tattoos for sure. Even classy type people have some little tattoos is definitely mainstream now. You can turn yourself into a piece of art. Some tattoo pieces are so dang classy, it's like looking at a museum wall. It could make Mona Lisa cry. The red lip look. Red lipstick. Red lips make a very classy statement. When a woman wears red lipstick, you know she means business. What did that used to mean? I don't even get it. Was that bad before? My wife wears red lipstick. What are they trying to say about my fucking wife? Uh, a rustic wedding, getting married in a barn, barn door scream classical wedding. I mean, this actually might be the classiest thing I've ever seen. I would love to go to this wedding. Bar- bare-legged ladies. For women going bare-legged when dressing up. If you've got it, flaunt it. Pantyhose are a thing of the past. Show off those legs, ladies. Your knees deserve some attention. That is, I was thinking about that actually kind of recently. What happened to pantyhose? I was like, does my wife just not wear them? Or is it, do other people still wear them? Who's wearing pantyhose? What happened to the pantyhose industry? Uh, all right. Well, I think that was it. So, okay, that, that article was okay. Let's just do one more article. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay, I'll do this quiz. Uh, this is not an article. Let's just mix it up. Test your U.S. history and geography memory. So I'm going to take this quiz. I did not look at this before. I am preparing myself to be embarrassed. How well do you know the United States? Take the quiz. Only 3% of people can get a perfect score in this U.S. geography quiz. Well, it definitely won't be me. Do you have what it takes to ace this U.S. history test? Dust off your old A-push textbooks. I don't know what that is. And put on your favorite I'm a smart person hat because this one's a doozy. It's got everything. Geography, history, trivia. Did we say geography? Digging through your old Facebook friends to find the person you used to cheat off of in high school history isn't going to do you any favors. You've just got to commit. I see you opening a Google tab. Cut that out. Trust in yourself. Put yourself... Okay, I get it. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. They're just making jokes. Number one. 
From here you can touch, there's a picture. From here you can touch four of the five Great Lakes, which is known as the Great Lakes State. That's Michigan. Arkansas, Vermont, Michigan, South Dakota. Michigan. Oh, it doesn't tell me if I'm right right away. Okay. Which state is Indiana, home of the Hoosiers? There's five states. So this one is Illinois. I think two is Indiana. I'm going to go with two. Um, oh, this is getting tougher. Number three, welcome to the Deep South. With, within which state's borders is Alabama? All right, shit. This is Louisiana. This is Georgia. That's Tennessee. It's either two or four. Fuck. Is Oh, my God. Louisiana. Is that Mississippi or... Oh my god, this is so annoying. It's two or four, guys. Okay, if you're looking at it, one is definitely Louisiana, three is definitely Tennessee, five is definitely Georgia. Georgia, Alabama. I think two is Mississippi. I'm gonna say four is Alabama. So far, I'm I'm at least two for three. I think I might be three for three. What a bargain. Which state did the US buy from Russia in 1867 for just 7.2 million? Oh, there's a picture that looks like from Russia. I think that's Alaska, right? That oh, could be Washington, but I think it's Alaska. It's got to be Alaska, Russia, right? Number five. Oh, no, more states, more geography. Which state is home to the famous Mount Rushmore? Oh, that's North Dakota, but they're numbered. Oh, shit. So I think that's three. I'm going to go with three. Let me look at it one more time. One is, I think that's Montana, number one. Five is, why do I not know what five is? Five is right, okay, whatever. I think it's three because it looks like those are the Dakotas. Wait, is Mount Rushmore North Dakota or South Dakota? Fuck me, dude. Is North is Mount Rushmore in South Dakota or North Dakota? I'm so tempted to Google. Oh, Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. North or South Dakota. Damn it, damn it, damn it. The thing is, if I knew the answer, I would know what number. Because I definitely know those are the Dakotas. Mount Rushmore is in... I'm just going to go with North Dakota. I feel like that's wrong. Shit. Number six. More state numbers. In this state, you'd better live free or die. Where is New Hampshire? Oh, I've been in New Hampshire so many times. That's Maine. This is, I think, Pennsylvania. No, that's not Pennsylvania. What the fuck am I talking about? That's New York, I think, is number four. So it's three or two. One is Vermont. One of the, Three or two. One is Vermont. One's New Hampshire. Uh, I think three. It could be two. This is, oh, this is like, I was started off pretty well. Continue the quiz. Does it tell me how I'm doing so far at least? Come on. Which state capital is Santa Fe? That's New Mexico, but again, they're numbered. You don't get to... Five is Texas, four is Oklahoma. One is definitely not New Mexico. For some reason, I'm blanking on what one is. Two or three. New Mexico is three because it borders Texas. I know that because I've driven through. All right, number eight. The state's capital, Harrisburg, was a major part of the Underground Railroad. It's Pennsylvania. Thank you. There's no numbers that time. They actually gave Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Washington. 
Number nine, <clears throat> late to sleep, late to rise. Which is the last state to start the day? Oh, fuck. Alaska, Hawaii, Florida, Texas. Oh, Florida. Wait, no. Florida. Oh, I almost fucked that up. Florida. <laughs> oh, I almost messed that up. This is a trick question, I think. Because you think it's Hawaii, but I think is Alaska technically. I think it's Alaska. Nope. I've been to Alaska. What was the time change? Oh, shit. Hawaii is way out there. Is this like one of those things where the globe is curved? So Florida starts, then Texas, and then it's either Hawaii or Alaska. When you look on a... Oh, what was the time change in Alaska? Shit. I've been these places. I've been to all these places. <clears throat> I think it's that thing where like Alaska curves and in real life, it like I think Hawaii is actually east of Alaska. It's like, what's the most western state? I'm going to go Alaska. I think this is a trick question. Oh, fuck. Number 10. I hope this is only 10 questions. This is only number 10? I feel like I've done 25 questions. This state's motto is the Latin word for I lead. Which state led its way to secede from Massachusetts in 1820? New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine. Massachusetts. I feel like Rhode Island, right? The state's motto is the Latin word for I lead. I wish I knew. Fucking, oh my God. That could, that could be. Oh, fuck. I think Massachusetts is one of those states I was looking at in another question that I couldn't remember. Oh, fucking Rhode Island. I think it's probably New Hampshire or Rhode Island. Damn it! I lead. What is I lead in Latin? I lead. Would New Hampshire lead? Or fuck. I'm, I'm clicking Rhode Island because I clicked it and they say when you take tests, don't change your answer if you're not sure, but I'm pretty sure it might be New Hampshire. Number 11. Which of these is the least populous state in the Union? Okay, so this is Oregon. One is, these are numbered again, so, it, so they don't tell you the names. Oregon, two is Idaho. What the fuck is four? It's not, what's above, what's northeast of Utah? It's like a square, that's it. And then three, is three Montana? I thought something else was Montana before. I think three might be Montana. I think it's, I don't know what four is. I think it might be three. I think Montana does not have a lot of people. I've been to a lot of their biggest cities and there's not a lot of people. Number 12, which of these tall structures is in New York? Empire State Building, Space Needle, Washington Monument, Gateway Arch. Oh my God, that was the easiest question so far. Well, there's been some other ones. Last question, thank you. How would you rate this quiz? I loved it, it was pretty okay, not great. I'm gonna say I loved it, it really made me think guys there's a possibility i got all these right but i'm pretty sure i got a couple wrong but i could have guessed right on a couple of them and then i'd be in that three percent so i'm gonna click i loved it show me my results come on if this is like give us your email and then we'll send you your results i'm gonna be pretty upset it's gonna be bad podcast listening hold tight it says hold tight you may not be an expert but you do know your US geography. Click, see the answers to find out what you missed and then share results. Oh, that state I didn't know, that last one was Wyoming. Fuck, Wyoming might have less people than Montana. Shit. Oh, what do I have to do to take the results? 
You got seven out of 12, correct? That's it? Seven out of 12? Wait, where's the C answers? Oh, that's so brutal. Seven out of 12? Number one, I was right. Michigan, Five Lakes. Number two, you were right. Which state is Indiana? That's where they were numbered. I got that right. Number three, you were right. So I started three for three. Welcome to Deep South. Which state borders Alabama? Those were the numbers. I got Alabama right. Nice. I knew Mississippi and Alabama. Number four, you were right. Man, I really did bad at the end of this test. Uh, which, what, which state did the U.S. buy from Russia in 1867 for 7.2 million? Alaska. So I got that right. Number five, close but not quite. Which state is home to famous Mount Rushmore? Oh, here we go, guys. It was South Dakota. Number four. So it was South Dakota, not North Dakota. And these were the ones that were numbered, and I knew the states, and I fucked up. South Dakota, I knew it! Number six, close but not quite. In this state, you let her leave or die. Where is New Hampshire? What did I say? I said two. It was three. What did I say, guys? I was like, it's either two or three. The other one I said, South Dakota. So I guessed wrong on those. Oh, man, this is annoying. So annoying. Did I click that? Here we go. Continue the quiz. Number seven, you were right. Which state's capital? Santa Fe. That one was easy for me. Uh, New Mexico. And they, these were numbered, so I had to get, know the know where they were. Number eight, you were right. Which state's capital? Harrisburg. That's Pennsylvania. That was multiple choice. Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Washington. I'd been there, so I knew. Number nine, close but not quite. Late to sleep. I got wrong. Late to rise, which is the last state to start the day? So that was Hawaii. So I, I overthought that and thought Alaska curved west of Hawaii, which is fucking stupid because I'm pretty sure their time change wasn't as severe. So that one, fucking new. Damn it. I'm trying not to curse as much, but fuck, this is pissing me off. Number 10, close but not quite. This state's motto is the Latin word for I lead. Which state led its way to succeed from Massachusetts in 1820? If this is New Hampshire and I said Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine. Okay, so I didn't know that one at all. Wasn't even close. So that one I definitely 100% got wrong. Wouldn't have even got it right if I guessed the other one that I was thinking. Number 11, close but not quite. This is Wyoming, which is the least populous state in the union. I said it was, these were numbered, so I had to know the states again. I said Montana. I couldn't remember that Wyoming was number four. It was, it was, if I would have remembered Wyoming was number four, I would have gotten that right, but I'm just an idiot. Brain fart. Number 12, you're right. Which of these tall structures in New York? Empire State Building. These are pictures. That was, oh my God. So I genuinely should have gotten 11 out of 12, and I got 7 out of 12. That is brutal. All right, guys. How long has this podcast been? All right, it's been a solid 40 plus minutes. I got some other articles. I'm going to start putting out more pods, uh, you know, when I, when I can. Please uh, check out thedifferentbook.com. Tell parents if you if you haven't yet. Check me out on social media, at Jeff Keith, uh, just my name. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys at a show. Oh, my God, I'm pissed off about those results. Thank you for listening to my daddy.